I'm going to start the recording right now. Cool. Um, everybody, this is Brendan with Evoke Bike and Craig with Evoke Bike. And we've got a new series that we're going to do, which I was actually thinking, what are we calling this? Like Road to Masters Nats? Because it's kind of what it is. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll pull up the document. Why don't you tell people what our plan is here for what we're doing? Well, um, you know, I, I kind of just got back into what I'd say, you know, serious cycling here since October, 2019, taking a, took a five year break and, you know, getting back into it. I have a little bit of time freedom and thought I'd shoot for the moon and work with you and see what I could do with a big training calendar at nationals in 2021. Yes. And I think it'll be interesting. We're going to go through obviously a progression of things that we talk about to everybody on different YouTube videos of you should be lifting and you should be going through base and you should be doing a build and da da da. But there's so much information out there that when you, if you don't plan, it gets very hard to follow. And we kind of were just going back and forth and like, man, why don't we just record some of these and check in every, whatever we're going to do this every month, do we say? Yeah, a month, two weeks, every four weeks, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so you can sort of follow along. And if, even if you don't use this type of progression for this upcoming season as you're planning, it'll give you some good food for thought of ways to attack a big A race. And then I think kind of the videos that I've put out lately that have gotten a lot of questions from are like, okay, well, how do you train through B races? What if you're an athlete that's really more trying to upgrade and you don't really have an A race? And um, it's just always good to be looking at other athletes ways of training so um you know i've raced with craig and when he said hey i'm really trying to maybe go for a master's national like sh should i do that the one thing i said well man last time i haven't raced this guy in a long time i don't know where he's at and what he's been doing and really um well craig has the watts what do you think your one of the first questions i asked people below Hey, what are your A races? What do you think you're missing from that? What's your answer? I mean, I'm not a, you know, my profile might suggest I'm a time trialist, but, you know, at 145, 150 pounds, that's not a lot of watts, you know, to be at, you know, raw watts. I'm not, I'm not real strong. I mean, I feel like I can get in a break, but I have a whole t hard time holding it. So, I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, FTP, long, long holding that be you know kind of like mm -hmm. um let's see here can you see wko now yeah yeah sweet so if you guys see this i mean a minute and a half to over 10 minutes he's well above a cat one and it how old are you now uh 44 44 so yeah that's right next year is gonna be the first year of 45 plus you know, there are some hitters in that race. Uh, 40 plus has always been what's been deemed as like the hardest masters race followed by baby masters because people might say, well, why is 35 plus not harder than 40 plus? I think there's still people mixing it up that don't want to be a masters racer when they're 38, 37, whatever. So they don't show up. Um, 45 plus is no walk in the park. So, you know, if there's a guy that says, Hey, I want to do masters Nats, you really got to have cat one, two Watts per KG. If you want to go for the win, 
because there are plenty of dudes that are over domestic pro watts in those races. So to see some of the hardest parts of bike racing here that, you know, we're at the end of the season and you're really just getting back into it is awesome. The one thing that you had said, end of the race punch, you know, I don't know what I have still at the end. And I think one of your weaknesses had been when we raced, I used to love getting into a break with you because I knew that you would work and, and we would work well together. But at the end, see yeah. ya. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can burn bright, but just not long. And, you know, in hindsight, I don't know if that was just because I didn't, I didn't have the, um, you know, the endurance and, and didn't, 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 you know, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, two hours, really putting that lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's one thing to get there and I could get there. I like working with guys and, and pouring, you know, fuel on the fire, but you know, after doing it for 40 minutes, the next big move, I I'm, I'm done. You know? Yeah. What did you ever do for like, uh, endurance rides were you ever focused like totally on riding a pure three-hour endurance ride or was it a coffee shop ride or were you ever doing like a four and a half hour ride where you're really in zone two endurance for four hours or over that amount of time previously no i mean uh i was kind of a polarized trainer i would i would go hard two maybe three times a week and i'd go really really easy the rest of you know my other rides mm-hmm. uh, you know this build up I did longer duration where I'm, you know, I'm going out for four hours and I'm, you know, the first two and a half, I'm going to be going to, you know, but so, you know, this, this, this go around, I have done longer durations at higher Watts, you know, more consistent Watts. Um, like yeah. I think that's, I zone two for two hours or three hours. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super helpful because it's going to help, you know, when you go polarize, that's the thing that people, sometimes misses you get you can get a really good one of these charts right but the depth is missing it's like well how many times can you do this it's like it's great that you can do x watts for five minutes but how many times can you do that can you do it way out here after you've been riding three four hours and so sometimes i think the metrics are a little misleading to athletes when they're you know especially if they're getting things like gravel where now all categories are mixed up and it's really kind of brought to light uh, to help athletes see, man, I need to be doing some more long stuff if I actually want to be around after three hours. Um, for the most part, like a long group ride is three and a half hours. And then people want to go do a four-hour race and do well. And it's like, dude, you're going to be roasted two yeah. hours after it because it's going to be really two hard hours that you're not used to. So um, I think a couple things, a couple notes that we had talked about. Let's see. Uh, yeah. So why, I mean, you're a really good self-coached athlete. Why do you think you needed a coach? And you had sort of said, once you started, we started working together as coaches, that's really kind of one thing that sparked you're like, well, having someone that keeps me accountable. Um, you know, even if you just regurgitate this in your own words, kind of things that I plucked from our conversation, what's your, why would you have a coach? I mean, you've made it far without one. But, you know, I think, you know, you've mentioned accountability for one thing. That's, that's, that's you know, a big, big part of it. You know, if you're, if you're out on a ride or doing intervals or, you know, what have you, 
it, it means something to, to know that someone's going to be looking at your stuff when you're done. You know, if, if you're just accountable to yourself, I mean, it takes a lot of self-discipline to be able to really push through those last couple of intervals, you know? So he's going to talk himself out of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? Today's, today's not the day. I'm not supposed to be doing this today. I'm going to try it next week. Yeah, and you'll, you'll come up with all the reasons why it's not, you know, hey, I, you know, I stayed up late last night or I didn't get a good night's sleep or, you know, hey, I got that other thing. I got I to gotta cut this short. I got to do something else, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you got someone who's not going to, you know, let the excuses slide, you know, it, 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 it's huge. And then, you know, we get we get in into a groove with things, you know, hey, every Tuesday I go out and I do, you know, five by five. That's my thing. Well, you know, hey, have you ever thought about doing seven by three with, you know, this or that, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, some, someone th- has their own uh, style of, of prescribing workouts that's different from your own, that's going to avoid plateau. And, you know, there's a lot of benefits to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, variety is, I think variety within physiological systems is like the best thing. Uh, if we're just, you know, in Memphis, Tennessee or Buffalo, New York, and you're doing the same thing week in, week out, it just doesn't lead to good results. Um, you got to be doing different things. So um, I think having that other person kind of seeing the forest, it's so much easier for me to see the forest for you than my own forest. Um because I'm the one going out doing my workouts and I'm focused on this week. I'm not necessarily always remembering like how did things go two weeks ago? Um, I always laugh when an athlete texts me and they're like, yo, today got changed to, you know, something happened today. They use the words today, tomorrow, or my last workout. And I'm thinking, man, that's amazing. They think I remember what their workout today is. I don't even remember what my workout tomorrow is. Like, well, See, that's, that's the thing. There's a, there's a lot of truth to that, that, you know, as a coach, at least for, you know, I think I spend more time working on the athletes workouts than my own mine become, you know, the throwaway workout. Like I just get on the, Oh, well, let's see what I'm going to do. I mean, I wouldn't do that to my athletes, but myself, that's not being fair to myself. If I want to do, you know, have a big year, I need to outsource that, you know, someone mm-hmm. needs to, to, to pay that attention to my workouts. Yeah. You need someone that's invested in you getting better because it's like, as a coach, nothing sucks more than when someone's just not progressing and you tons of, you know, athletes have times where it's just like, you know, either they do plateau a little bit plateau has this like negative connotation. Like you did something wrong. It's just like, no man, you squeezed all the juice out of that. Now you got to switch it up. Like, cause you want to, if you're making gains, keep making those gains. Like it's, if you found oil drill, cause it's hard to give yourself the chance to elicit a response that makes you faster, especially if it's a highly trained athlete. Like, you know, if a guy comes to me and he's a cat one, he's been crushing it. And he's like, all right, I need to find like that one, 2%. I'm like, that, you nailed it. We need to find that one to 2% increase. Like, you know, it's not always just doing the basic things. Whereas someone who's brand new, it's like, go ride go ride on a schedule and I will make you faster. You're going to be yeah, just, like, just the volume alone. will will see huge volume or the reduction of volume, you know, like right. one of the things yeah. I posted in this master's blog, it's like, guys, come on. I do like a power file analysis. I'm like, dude, you don't need to be riding 25 hours a week because 
if you count up the time, like nine of these hours are garbage. <laughs> like let's cut it back. Um, yeah. So I think that uh, spring 145, so you're at 150, you want to carry 150 through spring 145. Um, do you feel like you have fat to lose or do you see yourself staying bulked from lifting and do you lose like muscle if you taper off, like going to the gym three times a week to two times a week or what's, where do you see that five pound swing coming into play? Because right now we've, this is at, okay, so this is at 145. So you 150 now? Yeah, 150 right now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's easier to push weight and, and at, you know, the, the, the more weight you're carrying, the easier it is to lift and put on muscle in the gym. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer that it, you can put on lean muscle. Yes, but it is a little bit easier if you got a, a little more um, push. I mean, that's why guys, you know, use creatine or whatever. They carry more water. So in this case, a little few extra pounds is not a big deal while I'm, you know, working out. And then, if I'm, if I can drop a few pounds come when we get back outside and, and then I don't feel sluggish, you know, I mean, I felt amazing at 145 this year. So if I can get back to 145 and, you know, be a little bit stronger, um, I want to do that again. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, and then I guess to close, so what we're going to look forward to is September. So Craig lives in upstate New York. It's a lot, a lot of winter and a lot of indoor riding and a big piece of this is staying hungry because there are a lot of athletes that I shouldn't say a lot but there's a solid amount that you're gung-ho in the fall you make your plan some people go race cross you get done you charge on through December you get through the holidays you charge on through January and you're like I'm getting kind of tired of the trainer but up there you still have February and possibly March and it could be a rainy April and it's snowed in May before. So like how, you know, following along, it's us making sure that he stays mentally fresh. Like that is so important. I don't really worry about that with people in the Southeast cause it's sunny, it's warm, whatever. But the biggest piece I always remind myself when I have somebody from up North or somebody in Minnesota, um, Wisconsin area, it's like, keep me in tune to your mental freshness and hunger because if we get into January and you're like, damn, I got to go get on the trainer today. We're like, we're losing you. And you got to be like, I'm getting on the trainer today. And I'm going to crush this workout. Like, cause you know, if you're fresh, you don't mind getting on the trainer. You don't mind cause you're going for that like little win today. Once we start to lose focus, it's like things can go downhill quickly. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm uh I'm definitely, definitely uh, one of those guys that has to get out of here for, you know, a week or two in the winter. Last year, I went to Tucson and rode for almost two weeks. I'm going to do something similar this year, um, probably down, down south, you know, mm -hmm. maybe we can link up and do some riding in Florida yeah. or something, you know, definitely. but February is the big month to get out and, you know, kind of refresh the batteries a little bit. Cool. So we're thinking right now of doing like a base November, December, January, heavy on the lifting, longer weekend rides. Um, you know, if you live in an area where it starts snowing and you can't get outside and do longer rides, you know, you can substitute some endurance for tempo, but it's really not a good idea to always just be riding tempo. We've got a blog out there about that. It's just the fatigue that it carries over a long period of time. It can come back to bite you. 
um, and make it kind of just flat. And it happened to myself. I used myself in the example. I was the reason why I ended up writing that blog. So we're going to be mon monitoring that. Um, hopefully we have some time in February to do some rides. I'll be down there racing in February. I'm on a different schedule and then we'll be getting Craig racy ish. Uh, we just talked about being able to tow the line, but not full on race going crazy in March. Um, maybe you have the opportunity to hit some of the Giro's in Rochester and Buffalo that go back and forth. And then really things kind of kick off in April for you. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. That's when the weather breaks and guys can, you know, start doing some racing. Yeah. And I think what's your thought um, from either yourself as an athlete or from other athletes that you've talked to that like when group rides start going, you know, we talk about this, like being ready to just toe the line. Like how do you see it as the mental benefit of being ready to go be active? Like not just hanging on, but being able to animate a little bit not saying that we're like, you know, setting, you know, PRs deep into a training ride, but would you agree that it's important for like the mental, like your own mental excitement for your upcoming year to get, have those small wins early as opposed to, you know, some people are like, Oh, I'm just going to like, I'm going to start training in February and I'll, I'll be ready by June. I more so hear from those guys like, they're just getting beat up early and it's a, it's tough on the psyche. Um, yeah. you gotta be like, you really got to not care about sucking. Uh, and it's hard for people to do that. Um, yeah. I mean, you're kind of, you know, you're those, those early season races or group rides, you're obviously never going to be at your best. So, but no, not everybody else is as well, you know, mm -hmm. either. So, you know, I always look forward to those early season big group rides because it's your first opportunity to kind of measure where you're at. Yeah. Even, you know, there could be years where, um, you know, this one was, would probably have been an, a good example where everybody was indoors, um, you know, Zwifting and had extra time working from home, all this. And I bet even though guys were at their best, everybody else was going to be at their best too. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it's always going to be relative. So even if you think you're, you're jamming, get out there and either confirm you are or hey i still got work to do because everybody else is fast this year too mm -hmm. yeah it's always that well, litmus test yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. and you got to find out where you're at as fast as possible so like you know crash and burn on an early race you know if you're a breakaway guy you got to try a breakaway you know to mm -hmm. see if it sticks because mm -hmm. you got to know where your limits are as soon as possible because it's always a moving target you know, yeah. your training is always a moving target. Totally. It's turning those dials and understanding more of like, you know, I was talking to an athlete after sending out this, uh, like, Hey, 2021, we're starting to plan. What are the goals? And he's one, a more of an athlete that has that he's down in Texas. And so racing starts in February and there's a lot of races that he wants to do February and March, but then also wants to do dirty Kansas 200. So it's like, you know, he's done some 100-mile rides and things like that, but Kanza, 200, gravel, you've got to do some six, seven, eight-hour rides if you really don't want to die and want to just not be like, you know, he wants to finish before sundown. So you got to do training for that, and we're talking about, like, turning the dials of, like, okay, you're coming out race, road race crit ready in February, March, 
April, but in April, you know, towards the end, we really got to start putting in some longer miles that they might fatigue you a little bit that will, you know, help your super long game from for Kanza. You might lose a little bit of explosiveness if there's, you know, late spring crits, let's say, but that's just part of picking what's a priority to you as an athlete. And then you turn that dial a little bit, you work on something else. And so I think it's people want to be at their peak, 20 minute, five minute, 60 minute, and one minute all season long. It's like all the time. Can't do that. Yeah. And, and that's, that's hard for, 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 you know, riders to, to comprehend that you can't have it all. Mm -hmm. You can't have it all, all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, you describe it as, as, you know, turn the dials or, you know, adjusting the levers, you know, it's, it's, it's always give and take. It's mm-hmm. always give and take. So. It's a balancing act. I think it's uh, a really interesting one, but I think it's the, a really good conversation to have with people because it helps them understand that it's really hard to win a bike race. And if you want to go all in on one, you're not all in, all in on the other one. And that's okay. But like, you, you got to pick and choose and uh, it's tough. It's, it, and I mean, even with this year it made it really tough when it was like, okay, things are canceled in spring and summer. They're coming back in fall. Oh wait, things are still canceled. We're canning thing. And it just, this year would have been a lot of moving targets for people racing, but hopefully 2021 is a little bit more normal and we'll see what happens so um cool man we'll close it up on this one we'll get back with you guys as the training progresses if you guys have questions hit us up and please like the video and subscribe to the channel and we'll talk to you soon do you have anything else you want to add craig no i'm just you know i'm looking forward to getting started and winning I'll let you say that. <laughs> Winning. We're going to work on his confidence because it's like, how are you going to do today? I hate when I was like, yo, how are you going to do with the race? And they're like, I'm going to give it my best. I'm like, no, how are you going to do it? Like, I'm going to win the race. And then they text me like, oh my God, I won the race. If you don't believe it now, when things get crazy, you're not going to be able to convince yourself that you can win. And um, I truly believe that. It was, I'll, I will part with this. And Owen Shot is a good buddy of mine. And, um, when we went to the race to nationals, he punked me the year before and same course. And I knew what the finish was going to be. And it was like, it, it was like the script had been written and we were coming to the final climb and he started taking off. And in my mind, had I not been like, I'm going to beat his ass this year. I would have been like, Oh man, this is where I got dropped last year. It was instead, it was like, this is what I've trained for. I'm ready for this. Like he will not win. And when I won that race, it was like I was in disbelief. But at the same time, like I had been mentally believing that for the past year since I lost. So 45 plus champ coming up. And well, I'm in good. I'm in good hands. I got someone who's been there and done it. So, yeah, man, it's uh, well, I think the good thing is having having raced each other and knowing kind of you as an athlete is going to be a big bonus and uh yeah i'm pumped to see where we go and it'll be you know it'll be a fun chronicle when we're chronicling the actual races when we're out there um i hope it's out in utah as they were planning to because it looked like it was gonna be a cool course and i've always wanted to ride out there so all right all right i'll talk to you soon my man sounds good thanks right, see, ya. see ya